guys, it's Pastor Rebecca here, and I am here with Jonathan Price. Hey, everyone. And today we're going to talk about silence and how silence can be very, very loud. So first off, what I wanted to do is I wanted to correct myself on a previous podcast that we did. I remember we were talking about worship songs and how I was expressing that, you know, it, it, worship songs that didn't say the name Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit kind of got on my nerves. And I have to watch myself because sometimes I can get too strong and too preachy. And I realize that some of the songs that, that I love by Bethel, they always don't necessarily use Jesus. Um, they In the majority of them they do, but they don't always. And so I wanted to back up and correct myself. I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, <clears throat> if you look at an artist that, that, um, that never says the name Jesus, that never says the name Holy Spirit or God, I think it's hard for music to really be... Um, attributed as worship music because if, if all it is is he 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 and it and he and it and you're wonderful I mean people don't necessarily know who you're talking about you know so I think in correcting myself it's not that every single song that I listen to has to say the name God Jesus or the Holy Spirit I like for it to um, but I but I, I think in looking at an artist if they don't ever say God's name in their music if they don't ever say the name of Jesus or if they don't ever it makes you question whether there's a little bit of, um, are they ashamed? Is there, are they afraid that they are pushing boundary lines and, and going to attract a certain type of audience? Or it, I just question that, you know. So anyway, but I wanted to correct myself on that really quickly before we talk today. <coughs> Excuse me. So Wednesday morning, I was last week. I was just very, very fired up. Like I was so fired up in my time with the Lord. It was hard to. To focus, I, I really got up and was just uh, walking back and forth in, in, in the room and just talking to God and just just so fiery. Um, last week, I asked a question um, to a, a group of friends. We were talking about different things in regards to purpose and how the enemy is trying to shut purpose down and how the enemy is doing everything he can to to um, shut uh, different areas of purpose down or block purpose or destroy purpose in people. And I brought up. The, and mentioned the topic of women and I said yeah I said it's it's kind of like uh, women in the church and I said how women have always been told that you know the only thing that you can do is uh, really keep the nursery um, or cook meals you know which nothing is wrong with that again I, I work in kids ministry there's nothing wrong with that but women being told that that's all that they can do excuse me and, uh, and I, I was just talking about that, and I said, you know, it, it's kind of like how the enemy has tried to, to shut the voices of women down in church so that they can't declare the truth, they can't preach, they can't, they can't teach, you know. And um, <clears throat> when really, if you look throughout the Bible, I mean, Jesus empowers women, and he, he empowered the Samaritan woman. You look at Esther, you look at Deborah, you look at leadership there. And I put that out as an example with a group of my friends, and it was dead silent. Like, nobody said anything. There were no amens. There were no shouts. You could hear crickets. It was that silent. And when that happened, at first, I was just kind of like, are you kidding me in my mind? But the next morning, I woke up, and I was just absolutely enraged and furious and just so upset because I thought, why? Why is this an issue that people are silent on? Why, when it comes to women leading in the church or when it comes to women being everything that God created them to be, why is there such silence on that? You know, and there are people out there, there are women teachers out there, there are women preachers out there, and there are some men out there that are encouraging and, and that do support women, but I'm telling you, it's, it's few and far between. 
And to hear the silence coming from people, to hear just to hear that nobody was willing to step up and agree with it, whether due to fear, whether due to the fact that maybe they don't agree that women can lead um, or should should preach or should teach or do whatever, um, or just peer pressure. Because, you know, I don't want to be a man in the room that supports something like that. It, it was so, like, just, I was, I was so fired up about it. And I have a book that I'm reading. I've, I've been talking about it forever. It's called Arise. And, uh, and in there, it talks about how, you know, God will give you a burden and a passion for something sometimes that other people don't have. And he gives you that burning fire and he gives you that desire almost so you can be a trailblazer in that area so that you can. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I'm so passionate about when, because I'm telling you, like, I truly believe in churches, you know, I thought about this I, because you see it in, in churches that teach that women can't, can't do anything, you know, churches that teach that you have hundreds of women in that church that have a purpose that God has given them. Not all of them are called to, to preach and teach or whatever, <clears throat> but when they are limited in the church and what they can do and, and, and how they can explore their gifts and learning their purpose and who they are, I just think about all, I see all of the faces, like even right now in my mind, I see all the faces of those women in there that sit there and, and, and have passions for things and stirring for things and gifting for things and yet they sit there in a defeated state because they're being told they can't go any further they're being told oh no you can't pursue that they're being told oh but this is wrong it's wrong for you to want to teach it's wrong for you to want to share the gospel it's wrong for you to want to use your voice it's wrong for you there's no such thing as a woman prophet hello read the old testament there's some in the new testament too you know i mean it's just like i don't know you know and and the, the faces of those women constantly go through my mind, and I'm sitting here going, what if they never, I mean, what if God is, has called them to, which he has, I mean, God's put purpose in all of them, but what if God has called them to just incredible things and they never discover that because they live in this false mindset of God doesn't want me to be that. Or, or God, oh no, you know, God, God is giving way more opportunities to men because of what Eve did in the garden. Forget Eve, you know, she's going to be punished for the rest of her life for, you know, the mistake that she made. I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating, you know, and, and that's why it makes me so fiery to want to do, you know, to, to, cause I love to teach. I mean, teaching that is, that is my, I love to teach. That's my gift. I love to, to teach and I love to declare the word of God and to declare the truth of God. Um, but I want to breathe life into women. I want to, to encourage other women to be prophets and, and, and teachers and, and, and speakers and, and even mothers, you know, and understand that women have a voice, that they have a powerful voice. What what gets to me is it, it is this spirit of competition that has entered the world today and where it has to be male or it has to be female. It can't be both. You can't have voices on both sides. Men have a very powerful voice, okay? And and they're supposed to. They were created by God to have a powerful voice in the earth, accompanied with the female voice. Okay? Male and female are supposed to work together. They're not supposed to be separate. They were never meant to be separate, you know. That's why they became one flesh. That's why they came together and God said, let them have dominion over the earth. Because God knows that when they work together, it's totally, there's so much more power than when they are apart. That's why Satan likes to try to split up families and split up marriages and, and, and bring that division. Because he knows that whenever it gets to the point in the earth when, when, uh, the, when males and females know how to come together in unity of the spirit and truly, um, and truly walk in power and unity, the enemy is terrified of that. He's terrified of it because he knows how much power there is in that. So he does everything he can to divide. He does everything. That's, that's you know, if you look in the garden, that's what he did. He, he brought division. He brought division between 
Adam and Eve. He brought division between um, Adam and Eve and God and Eve and God and Adam and God. And so I was just so, I remember, you know, Wednesday morning, I was just pacing. I was pacing and I was just, I almost was acting like I was on stage, you know, talking and just declaring. And, and, and I, it's like there was just such a fire inside of me, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I just, it, it makes me upset. And I think, but I do think, though, that's when you truly can tell that you have a burden for something is when people are silent about that issue, it, it wrecks you. Like it almost makes you angry, you know. It's like a lot of people, um, you know, it's about the, the Save the Children movement right now that's going on, you know, where children don't have a voice. And, but a lot of people are being silent about it. You know, they're complaining about other things, but here we go, we've got this, this um, sex trafficking movement out there that, that, is, that is targeting our kids and, and is trying to steal them from us. And, you know, and if you have a passion about that, you get angry if, if when, um, when nobody's taking notice of that, when nobody is speaking out against that, you know, you feel like you're the one to speak out. And, and that's how I feel personally. I mean, I feel like um, there are women teachers and preachers out there. There are women out there that are, that are trying to, excuse me, um, encourage and empower others, you know, and, and there are some men out there that are encouraging that. But, man, sometimes I feel like, Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one, you know, and, and, it, and it just, I don't know, I have this, this fire inside of me to like, I want to shake people, like listen to me, you know, like this is why the church is not as effective as it's as it supposed to be. It doesn't, it's not about women, just women being empowered. It's about the church body being a whole body. It's not, I mean, you know, if you, if you have a body, but it's missing an arm, the body may function, but it's never going to function in wholeness. There's always going to be a part missing because it was never created to be to function broken. It was created to function whole. And that's what's going on with the church body right now is you have churches all over the world that are functioning in half power because women are not being allowed to be everything that they're called to be. And again, for those of y'all out there that well, well, women, women got to have accountability. Yes, they do. 100% they do. Absolutely. Okay, I've said this before. Miles Monroe said that it's harder for a woman to lead than a man to lead because she has a lot of emotions to deal with. And I agree with that 100%. I'm a leader in my kids' ministry, and it's hard sometimes to make decisions because I have to sort through emotions. That is hard, and I, I will agree with that 100%. But it doesn't mean that women can't lead, and it doesn't mean that they shouldn't lead. Okay, It means that they lead differently, and they have to. Accountability is necessary, but there is a difference between accountability and oppression. Accountability holds somebody responsible. Oppression um, is bondage, all right? If you, we can't have oppressive authorities in the church. We can't have authorities in the church that want to push people's gifts down and, and, and hold them down and control and manipulate. We can't do that, you know? And unfortunately, there's a lot of women in churches today all around the world that are, that are dealing with that kind, of a, that kind of a situation where they want to be heard and they're being told, no, you have to sit down and shut up because... You know, look in the Bible at, at, you know, what Paul said. Or look look in the Bible, you know, you, you can't open your voice, you know. And it's such, it is such a, a tool of the enemy. It's such a tool of the enemy. And I, for one, am tired of people being silent about it. I, for one, am tired of bringing it up. And nobody around the table wants to talk about it, you know, especially males. Thank God for Jonathan because Jonathan supports me right now in, in what I'm doing, you know. But I mean, it's 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 hard. It's hard to, to be at a table full of males and you bring a subject like that up and you, they just kind of sit there uneasily. And I'll tell you why. It's because they don't have the, you know what, to stand up and say, you know, she's right. This is something that needs to be addressed. You know, it's like this peer pressure 
with men that, oh, you know, I don't want to be the one that, that stands up and says women should have a voice. I don't want to be labeled that person. And it stinks. It really does stink because I'm sitting here going, you're hurting yourself. The body's hurting itself. I don't know, Jonathan, do you have anything that you would like to add? Um, to that, uh, something that came to my mind and everything is the thing uh, society has almost placed there and everything. Like people feel a societal burden of moral men than men feel like, ah, oh, you know, society never really stands up, stands up to support women, you know. We have to almost keep them silent and everything because if we look back in history and everything, women just gained the rights, right to vote like, what, 100 years ago or so? And, you know, men have been able to do that for you know, thousands of years and everything. So I think a lot of it's just like a societal thing that's almost been ingrained where men are the only ones to speak. And, you know, we it's almost it comes natural to people because of something that's became a habit in society and everything and I think that's you know we personally we all we, we all have voices you know if men were the only ones who were supposed to speak we'd be the only ones who have a voice and women you know wouldn't be able to talk but they can talk right so they have a voice which means they can use that voice and they can say what they want to say and they can you know if they is there something they believe in that it has authority it's not like you know just one like I said if only one person was meant to speak, only one person would have been gave a voice. But guess what? Both male and female have voices, which means they both have the ability to speak and stand up and, you know, to use their voice and authority and everything. That's so interesting that you say that because I've said that many times myself. You know, if women were not supposed to have a voice to declare the truth of God and to speak, God wouldn't have given them vocal cords, okay? God would have just given it to the man, all right? Um, but he didn't. You know, that's so true. And I know, and here's the thing. <clears throat> I know, okay, I'm sure that there are people that can that can testify to a woman leader that did it in the wrong way, all right? I know people that, um, I know people that are scared of, of female leadership because of, of bad female leadership that they've experienced in the past, okay? I'm not talking about a Jezebel spirit that rebels against authority. That is not what I'm talking about. And I feel like a lot of times that's what people go to when they think about female leadership. They think, oh, you're talking about a woman that's operating outside of authority. Absolutely not, all right? I operate under the authority of, of God and under the authority of my head pastor at the church that I work at, okay? And I understand that he's my authority and that I, I obey earthly authority as God commanded, all right? And, uh, and he holds me accountable, all right? That's necessary, okay? So, I mean, I know that people can say, you know, they've, we've had me. bad experience with women leaders and stuff. But guess what? I've also had bad experiences with male leaders as well. There have been male, abusive male leaders in the church that have, that have been, that have abused their position. And, and, I mean, it's, you know, I've had experiences with both, you know. I mean, and so accountability, a woman has to have accountability. But it needs to be the right accountability. Again, it can't be oppressive. It can't be, oh, well. One of the things I hate, I have been told this so much, and I just had a female friend tell me this the other day. Excuse me, man, I hate when somebody says this to me. I had somebody tell me forever, well, you're just emotional, you're just emotional. Every time I would speak up and say something, they would be like, well, you're just emotional. Well, let, let me enlighten you, okay? Because emotions come from God, so it's a part of who he is. So to say that I'm emotional, that's really not an insult to me. I don't, God didn't create me to be a robot. He gave me emotions. He has a heart. He has a mind. He has a spirit. He has emotions. He's just not led by them, okay? And the emotions that I have, um, 
are used for good. They're used for God. You know, I, the problem is being led in emotion, okay? It, the problem is not having emotions, all right? If we didn't have emotions, the world would be horrible because we wouldn't be able to nurture, to love, to care for people, you know? <clears throat> we wouldn't be able to, to sense, you know, when people are hurting and address things like that. I mean, God... God has, has incredible emotions, all right? You look in the Bible at Jesus. You know, Jesus wept at Lazarus's grave. Even though he knew that God was going to raise him from the dead, he wept at Lazarus's grave. I mean, Jesus experienced pain, and he cried. And, and, um, and, I mean, some of the most beautiful times in the Bible was when Jesus showed the emotion that he had, you know? And so to look at women and be like, well, you're just too emotional. We're, yes, we have a lot of emotions, but when it's used in right order, it's a good thing, and it's needed on the earth. And um, I just, I can't stand it when people say that to me, you know, like, well, you're just too emotional. You just can't do it because you're just too emotional. I would honestly rather, I would honestly rather have a leader in my mind that had, that had too much emotion than not enough emotion because you can, you know, I don't, I don't like people that are cold and unfeeling. And so I don't know. That's, that's just the way that I, I don't know. I it just, it's hard. It's hard because I really, like I said, I think about the faces of those women in the church all the time. I think about them and I see them in my mind sitting on the pews. And I see them sitting there being fed this lie that you can't be more, that you can't do more. And it even, oh my gosh, it even frustrated me because, you know, a church that I went to one time were like, oh, women can pray. But it was only the women that were close friends with the pastor and his wife that could pray in the church. And I'm going, are you serious right now? So what, what, what is everybody else supposed to do? They're just supposed to come and sit there and not discover who they are because they're not, because they don't go play golf with the pastor or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. So, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, and if, again, if you have a passion for something, you understand how loud silence can be in, in that. And it's, and it's hard it's hard when you have to stand up and you feel like you have to stand up in a room by yourself sometimes and say this is an issue that needs to be addressed. But my encouragement to you is keep saying it. Keep saying it. Because even if one person listens, that's one person. Even if one woman listens to, uh, you know, watches my page or listens to a teaching or listens to a podcast, even if one woman comes out of it and she says, you know what, God has more for me and I'm going to discover that and I'm going to develop that within myself, that's a win. If one woman walks away going, man, I'm powerful, and, and God's given me a voice for the nations. And, and, and the thing is, is it's not just teaching. It's not just preaching. I mean, women are, you know, there was a, a, a prophecy that I listened to that, that changed my life, and it was, um, I posted it on my page on Facebook, and it was a woman who prophesied. And one thing that she prophesied about is she prophesied that mothers, she said mothers with kids, that their voices would start would start opening up and 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 I think sometimes we you know we don't we kind of look down on moms moms are looked down on because there's oh well their job is their kids absolutely their job is their family you know raising their kids in the lord and and and, and loving their husband that's their job but that's not all that they're called to do and she really empowered mothers at home with kids and she's like you're going to start she said, you're going to start Bible studies. You're going to start podcasting. You know, get your voice out there. All of this. And that was really, really cool um, to hear her say that. So anyway, I just, I encourage anybody that has a passion for anything. And if you feel like nobody hears you, just keep saying it. Keep saying it. Don't stop saying it. Um, just keep the fire going. Keep the fire burning. Somebody will listen. One day, 
somebody will listen and will unlock doors of opportunity for other people to listen. And there may be people listening that you don't, there may be people listening and paying attention to you that you don't even know are paying attention, are paying attention to you and, uh, and being empowered by what you say. So for all of my women out there, I want you to know that I love you. And it doesn't matter where you are right now in your life. I don't care if you are, if you're married, you're divorced, you're single, you're widowed, you know, if you're 12 or if you're 92. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. I want you to know that God has huge plans for you, that he's given you a powerful purpose, and that your voice is beautiful, and that your voice matters, and that God's given you wisdom, and he's given you discernment. And for you to to first draw close to him so that he can shape your voice, so that it's not you speaking in your flesh or in your emotions, draw close to him, be intimate to him, with him, have a relationship with him, excuse me, but then use use your voice. Use your voice for impact, for his glory, because um, God has given you something to say. And as an individual, God's given you something to say that only you can express. There is a, you, you, you express, as an individual, you express a part of God that no one else can express on the earth. So express it, okay? Even if, even if it means you leaving, you know, and, and, and starting somewhere else, even if it means you being the only one in the room that is expressing that, express it. Anything to, to add to that, I was going to say, I think would be a little encouraging, at least from what my personal experience and everything, is um, just realizing, you know, you get the hardest thing to even get over most of the time is not worrying about what other people think in that situation, you know, because you're going to have a lot of people throwing stones your way and everything and trying to say, oh, you can't do this because of this, this, and this, and this. Don't worry about them. you got a voice use it you know eventually they'll just have to accept it or, or and get over it or just be mad and you know sometimes that's just something they have to deal with most of the time but yeah that's what I'd have to finish it absolutely all right guys well I hope that you have a wonderful day and we will see you next time with another podcast of course and if you if this brought any value to you guys today please share this with someone who needs it Absolutely. See you guys. Bye.